0: any bit of music not our normal theme tune music we're starting it with this Jerusalem representing the fine accomplishment by England's women in the Rugby World Cup final. Congratulations. Well Congratulations, done.
2: girls. Well yeah. Ladies. Women. La- wi- women. What? women.
0: What? Well, to be fair, I heard the radio commentary and they referred to them all as girls numerous times. So
2: who gives a damn? Girls, yeah. <laughs> girls, fine. women, whatever. Magnificent achievement. Yeah. Well
0: done. Fantastic. Well done. Well done. Now, uh, eyes down, heads in the game. Let's go. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Pod. Boys, we've got two weeks to go until the start of the Premiership season. No, three weekends to go. Uh, we can just go. This time on. in three weeks, we will yes. finish the first round of Premiership games and wow. games in the, in the season. We have not got long to wait. I'm Tim, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and I'm joined again as ever with by JB. Hi, Tim. And by Phil. Hi, Tim. And we are going to be, well, we love rugby. You don't take it or ourselves too seriously, but we're going to try and navigate you through some of the goings on in the world of rugby over the last week and just some other things we've been thinking about as well. Let's start with that Women's Rugby World Cup achievement. I listened to to the commentary as I was driving towards uh, recording the podcast. The game has literally finished about 10 minutes ago and the World Cup has just been presented to the England team. First ever time they've won it, their fourth World Cup final. First time anyone other than New Zealand has won as well. Um, This was a bit of commentary that caught my ears, pricked my ears up as I was driving towards uh, the studio here to do the podcast.
3: England 11, Canada 6 in the Women's Rugby World Cup Final. Occasions don't get bigger this in any sporting arena.
0: Huh? <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> Occasions uh... don't get bigger than the Women's Rugby World Cup Final in any sporting arena. Wow,
1: I didn't realise it was that big. <laughs> well, can I, you? Can you? I no bigger? idea.
0: <laughs> I would have said like, but obviously I'm wrong. I would have said Usain Bolt 100 meter final well, in, I don't in think an so, Olympic because... final.
2: No, no, the BBC is renowned as an independent organisation. It'll have done us fact, uh, fact-checking. There's no yeah. two ways on it.
0: They wouldn't just throw around that statement willy-nilly. I yeah. I thought the Rugby World Cup final or the Football World Cup final might have been bigger in some terms. No, apparently nah, not.
1: Think, yeah, Champions League finals. Smaller, I can't believe... Super Bowl finals. Smaller. Super Bowl,
2: yeah, out the window. I can't believe they didn't televise the biggest sporting event ever <laughs> held. Weird,
0: isn't it? But. Oh. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, well done to England's women. It was—I um, I think it's done a lot of good for the women's game, actually. Because uh, again, you—you uh, you can't help but sound a little bit patronising when you say it. I don't mean it in that—in a patronising way. But the—the the quality has come on dramatically since the last World Cup.
1: Yeah, it's—it it's, is a growing sport, so they're continuing to improve, uh, probably at a faster rate than the men's game is.
2: C- Quite over there, JP. Uh, <laughs> you know what amazed me most about it, and um, you know, I'm. I kind of think, yeah, they don't get any money. You don't get any money because no one's interested and no one watches. But what got me is that they've been over and done this tournament and they've not been paid a penny. Mm -hmm. So they've been over there for three weeks and not been paid a penny. They've got some expenses for their uh, training and missing work to train. But I think that's phenomenal. The dedication to actually... I mean, have they been away for two weeks, three weeks? Uh, At least three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, plus... Like the Fair pre pre tournament training camps. Yeah, I mean, I've not watched any of it, but just um, <laughs> that alone is quite quite impressive.
0: And the other bit of rugby over the weekend, of course, was the Rugby Championship, the worst named competition in the history of rugby. But pitting together the three best sides in the world and Argentina, who gave a really good account of themselves, you have to say I was overall I was disappointed with the the, the spectacle,
1: the conditions, oh, the both conditions, games. both the, games, the yeah. conditions just. Well, basically, ruined both games. There was one try which was a um, Pinar's break, which was not a fantastic try, no. it was a, just exploiting a, a small blindside.
2: Ed, uh, the South Africa game in particular struck me as Argentina's obligatory competitive game of the season, <laughs> and now it's downhill.
1: No, I, I don't think so. Do you, I,
2: you don't think well, what they weren't competitive, or it won't happen again? That was uh, way from home.
1: I don't think they'll, yeah,
2: I think the rain was a leveller. It, it, it
1: absolutely was a lever, but I don't think we'll see anything like the seventy-three-thirteen game that we saw last year. I hope not. I, I, I think I they will be. I, I, I still don't expect them to win a game, but I think they'll be far more competitive. Yeah, like, exactly. like, as they were for half of last year.
2: I thought last year they beat Australia, and they, they didn't. They, and they, they they're almost definitely did. not doing it this year. It's
0: hard enough. Well, it's hard to back it up week after week after week for six matches.
2: Yeah, they're a team that have got to be playing at the top of their game. Every, every time game they play.
1: Yeah. Mm. For
2: eight to, like, yeah. There's a switch off for a moment. And that, it... You've got your 15 best guys playing their best. Right.
0: I want to pick you boys up on something because last week we were sort of going through the merits of the different Australia and New Zealand teams. And you, I mean, I think rightly so, we've been questioning have we seen the best and are we seeing now the fading start of Dan Carter?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But Richie McCaw, I think with every game he's come back, he's showing again. Really? He's not that... to be messed about with. Oh, Is that what you think?
2: Yeah. Do you I think, think so. he was really good at on the weekend
1: or i i think he average. he played very well in awful conditions he yeah. was ev- he was everywhere yeah. like, again like he wasn't in the last I'm two games of the sure, super rugby well, season i think
0: he cast a shadow over Jerome Jerome Kano who you J- guys both picked in a Jerome Kano is a monster yeah no he is but he made a lot I, of errors whereas Richie hmm. McCourt in really difficult conditions played the game really well
2: i don't know i think they did draw i mean it's not like it's not like uh new zealand with the force of old and the force of old with, uh, for New Zealand was basically Richie McCaw.
1: No, I I think he is getting back to his best. De- I don't definitely, think he is. I do think though he was outshone by Hooper. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. was who was, yeah. was m- my man of the match? Certainly, yeah. and well, probably quite a few other people. W- yeah. Watching
2: that game, my immediate impression was they've lost a lot of their stars, and the guys that have come in to take their place aren't quite as good. They've so got a few interesting guys. Fekuto is very interesting. Yeah, Ben Smith. Ben Smith
0: unique. again. That, how is he as good as he is looking like that?
2: I, I know he, he just does everything. So
0: mate. strong over the ball in in like he's made a, at but least what, two good steals on the, on the deck. He's he's got a massive boot on him as well. Yeah,
2: look, look at some of the other guys. Look 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 at the hooker. What's his name? Um, yeah, Dane Coles. Dane Coles.
0: Yeah, where are the hookers? New not
2: great. Look at the two second rows. Not uh, great.
1: Two second rows are they are good. They're,
2: they're good but they're not great. They're uh, they're not Ali Williams and Brad and Brad Thorne. Mm. Uh, they're not. Uh, Bra- they're not Ali Williams and Brad Thorne now. Uh, right the- now, those two would be better. Well, <laughs> yeah, they would. White Lock and Ritalic are both yeah. quite young as well. They they look thin. I mean, uh, I'm sure the way, I'm sure the stats all bear, 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 bears not to be wrong. They, yeah, but Joe Launchbury
0: looks like he doesn't have any shoulders. That so, is true. But yeah. he's got huge Lu- hips. Looks can be deceiving <laughs> he He's got, got
2: childbearing <laughs> hips. <laughs> <laughs> um, th-
1: the biggest thing we talked a lot about New Zealand on, on this game. The biggest thing for me was. Australia not taking their chances.
0: Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Have you seen the stats? The possession and territory oh, stats? Oh, here we uh... go.
0: Statman, Phil. <laughs> come on then. Of course. The first thing I did today... Oh, hold on a second. I've just um, I've just, I've just thought of a new theme tune for when you get your stats going. I'm <laughs> Statman. <laughs> go on, Phil.
1: Uh, no. So when I was watching the game, it felt like Australia had all the territory, all the possession, had loads of chances in New Zealand's 22 and just butchered them, couldn't get over the line. And so obviously checked the stats this morning, and it was 70% possession, 70% territory. Wow. So
2: that, they really, they must be kicking themselves because you, they... Fact. Stats. Stats.
0: We need a new one of them.
2: Stats. Luckily, I don't need stats for innuendo and reckless speculation. Um... I just felt watching Australia was like watching Wales against the Southern Hemisphere team. Very exciting, probably the better team, with a well-organised and good manager, and they just couldn't do it.
0: Well, what? hold on, some brave selections. Let's talk about that before we even start, because we were lauding Bernard Foley as being the form 10 in the world, and... You know that oh he'll be he'll be in at number ten he'll control the game and arguably someone like him in the team in those conditions might have been a better shout yeah that's yeah. it curtly Bill did all right and that, that was a bold call uh, he hasn't, play, he he hasn't played ten right. he hasn't played ten I 10,
2: say I thought that both games were kind of average I know both of them were raining so, hard yeah. no one really shone in either I don't think
1: no one shone going forwards oh, Hooper I, uh, Hooper yeah Hooper I was I, I do think Hooper really shone all round
2: oh, I tell you who who um, was good um, and he won't get any credit for this at all. But uh, Frank's, uh, the, uh, the oh, pro yeah. oh, in Frank's. Now, he was getting battered in, um, in in the scrum. And a couple of times in particular, he was going backwards. But he held his shape, he kept low, and he you stayed in. You love a scrum. Oh, it was, well, so usually props are just fall to pieces and it'll be a penalty. Well, he didn't. He held his shape and he just went backwards. So there's no infringement. I thought that was really, really good. In fact, it's harder to do that than it is just to dominate. Just to collapse. Oh, well. Yeah. To not dominate fold or, in or just folding, yeah. Really, really good stuff there.
0: Yeah. Mm. So we're hoping for more in the next round of games and it is just the reverse of the fixtures.
1: And assuming better conditions for both games, how do you see them going?
2: A New Zealand at home to win. You assume better conditions, but in New Zealand, further north. Uh, uh, further south. Oh, is it? Well, it's further south, but it's southern hemisphere. Closest to the poles is, yes. is, is yeah. what yes, I mean. Precisely. Um Yeah. I would say slight New Zealand win.
0: And Conrad Smith will be back in. And good as Feketeau is, I think they needed that kind of old head, that influence. Yeah. Especially in those difficult conditions. Yeah,
2: he'll
1: control the game better. His decision-making is probably a bit better. I think this last game reminds me of uh, New Zealand when they played England in the summer. Their first game, they looked rusty. They didn't look like New Zealand that we've been seeing for the last, well... Since the World Cup and and before that, so I expect them, assuming the conditions are at least slightly better, to come out and put in a, a really good performance. Like New Zealand can do.
0: If we get good conditions, I think it'll be a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, just just on the the potential longest ever winning streak that they missed out on, I did feel sorry for them with that one. I don't know. I know it, it doesn't. You don't get any medals for it, but it's going to be a long time before a team gets to that many <laughs> consecutive wins. Does a undefeated Definitely.
2: streak count? Sorry? There's undefeated street count. Is it one of them going, up, going around? It's, it's probably a different record, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely but, a different record, by definition. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think... we Are you going for a New Zealand win as well, Phil?
2: I am
1: going to say a New Zealand
0: win. Unanimous on that one. And in the other mm. game, in Argentina, do you think they could squeeze a win over South Africa?
2: I don't think so. I'd like them to, but mm. I don't think so. Do I don't think they can. But, again,
1: I hope they lose by less than 15 points, shall we say? Yeah. less than 10 points and anything like that is is a, a fair result
0: that's the rugby championship dealt with the other competition that started that won't have escaped your attention uh, like it or love it is the football premiership and I've got a little thing here right I was trying to liken as I was driving the long drive from Kent back to Manchester to do the podcast I was thinking of likening Aviva premiership rugby sides to premiership Premiers. football sides okay and huh? well I'll I'll give you a couple so Manchester United, I think, would equate to Leicester. A lot of history, a lot of trophies, okay. silverware in the cabinet, struggling currently to attract the biggest names. Fans, lots of fans in Japan. Sorry? Lots of
2: fans in Japan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and uh, haven't lived up to their history in the most recent times. Yeah. So I'd say Man United be, would be Leicester. London Welsh would be QPR. Just yeah, What, got, Cardiff? What do you mean, Cardiff? Oh,
2: they're, they're not there. Swansea. Swansea. I trust you to take it to Wales straight away. we well, would be Swansea? I don't know. Well, no, I mean, Swansea would be London Welsh. What, well, well, because they're Welsh? Because they're <laughs> Welsh playing in English. What about,
0: what about, I thought they'd be QPR because they're just signing absolutely everybody and yeah, anybody. I'll mm. go for that. Uh, OK. London Irish would be Southampton. Who have great, all those stars Great, pinched. academy. Great academy <laughs> that produces loads of players <laughs> nice. that just get pinched. Uh, now, do you reckon, I was thinking Quinns would be Arsenal. Like, play with a lot of flair. Yeah. A lot of, in, lot of homegrown players. yeah. But don't don't actually kind of win apart from the very odd occasion. Yeah, yeah, I'll go for that. Saris. Now, would they be Chelsea or Man City? Definitely Chelsea.
1: Chelsea. Because they're more pragmatic, uh, more kind of risk-averse, defensive strategy. So they're a more solid team rather than the flair and uh, attacking ability of like City. Mm.
0: Sail Sharks. Stoke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no explosion needed. Yeah,
0: quite effective at times, can let you down at times. You're not in a hurry to go and watch them necessarily, yeah, unless you're a fan.
1: Uh,
0: wasps, I was struggling with wasps. I don't know who they'd be, whether they'd be Liverpool and. Yeah. Or.
1: The wasp with a
0: history.
2: Yeah. More like Liverpool. History with no money.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know, they made a few signings
2: this year. Have they? Yeah, they have, yeah. but no one re- really big. Wasps Liverpool, can you think of anyone else they'd be more like? No. No, I think probably I probably none of the Wasps uh, fans feel sorry for themselves enough.
1: Newcastle. <laughs> uh, maybe someone like Sunderland. No, no. <laughs> no on, Newcastle fans this hate is that, where
2: but... it, this is where this all falls down, you see, Tim. Because there's no Newcastle equivalent of Newcastle. Not even Newcastle is like <laughs> Newcastle.
1: Burnley. Someone <laughs> you know, like Burnley, perhaps.
2: Yeah, you know, it's just there's no rugby ground in the country where everyone's everyone is. Shoving pies on their faces, uh, so that doesn't really count. And in the same vein, there isn't a football equivalent of Bath. Thank God.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, what is the football equivalent of there, Bath?
2: There isn't one, and there never will be one. <laughs> Northampton? Uh, Ex- Exeter, there will see, that's, be why, that's
0: why I was thinking. I was thinking Chelsea for Bath because of the kind of
1: the surroundings.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't bear out with all clubs, but I thought that no. would be quite. A... You've, you've done well there, because I would have
2: dismissed that immediately.
0: Well, wow, good. Well, let's talk about some signings because the other action that's been is there's been a lot of activity going on. Some that's raised some eyebrows amongst us, some that we're like brilliant. So I thought we should just run a rule over some of the latest and generally the signings and, and pick out some that you you kind of think have been the best bits of business or worst bits of business or or maybe some players that are under the radar a little bit. So Wasp signing Solosi Taghakimbau, yeah, from London Irish. I mean, he's obviously been in France a little bit on loan. Uh, no, he's in South Africa. South Africa, was sorry, he? on loan.
1: Yeah, at yeah. Stormers, and uh, played I played a bit of thirteen out there. Mm. Um, How old, are you now? thirty
0: one, something
2: like that. Oh, so he's still got plenty of time. Well, a year or so.
0: He hasn't. He hasn't <laughs> been the player he was a few years ago.
2: Yeah, it's a couple of bad injuries, hasn't it
0: There's been few better wingers in Premiership history than him mm. when he was in his in his prime. Is his
1: brother still at Saracens? No he's, oh, no, he's at Scarlett. Scarlet, yeah. he, he is he? Yeah, Scarlett had a preseason friendly, and he was he was playing in it. But, oh wow,
0: yeah. So do you reckon they might have signed him as kind of cover thirteen winger because they've got a lot of wingers, Wasps, haven't they?
1: Yeah, so they've got yeah. Vandel, Wade, and Will Helu with. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Josh, Josh Bassett as backup
2: as well, and they've got yeah. Is it the guy from sales? I want to say Miller. Miller, Miller, sort of fifteen w- slash wing. wing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got Leua. Came across from the Hurricanes, yeah. who, who can play centre wing it seems like he's gonna be cover, doesn't he? He'll be a squad
2: player. Well, I
0: don't know, can you say that about him? If he if he gets back to any sort of form, he could be dangerous,
2: but if you say all the Wasps players all at, all at the top of their game, I don't think he gets a game. No.
1: No, 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 definitely not. Unless he does like get back to his previous form.
2: Yeah.
0: Steve Maffey, that's a loss for Leicester Tigers. Yeah. It seems like that was personal business and Steve Maffey's young family living in Australia that's prompted the move more than anything else
1: and also there's true I hope it's true rumours of him doing the Stefan Armitage uh, backdoor route to play for Australia
2: oh that's not what I thought you were about to say
1: well because so he's already capped for Tonga um, he's still only 24 but he's capped for Tonga but he was born in Australia and has obviously an Australian passport so it's
0: only 18 months he'd need to work Mm.
1: so yeah he's I think he's not played for probably two years for, for Tonga so he might be eligible almost immediately to play for Australia yeah. if this back route because uh, no one's actually done it yet here's it, the thing about it uh, out, no, let's
0: be, just talk about the Stefan Armitage one uh, well, how would you feel Phil as an Englishman or I suppose JB is more impartial
2: I think he should do it I think the fir- his first and last consideration should be himself uh, he's only got limited time to make money well, let's th- put
0: money aside. I think no, 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 no,
2: let's not put money aside because that's exactly why, why they put their bo- body on the line, sacrifice their careers, do everything else to play this.
0: Money, well, no, that's fine. You wouldn't do it free. You want you want to be paid to look after your family and your future. and all Exactly. But I don't think you can ever remove the six-year-old mini rugby player, Stefan Armitage, who... Grew up in France. Who, who well, yeah. Was,
1: yeah, five years in France. Yeah. But
0: would have, at whatever time he, he was in England, would have dreamt of playing for England and wearing the rose which he did I don't know can you ever remove that side of him now, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it but what I'm saying is let's just if put, I could play for Wales money, and the All Blacks yeah. I would put, put, put money, money to his... one side put money to one side because I don't, I don't think that would be his His because he's making plenty well, of money yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: certainly with my mindset if I felt like I was good enough and the only reason I wasn't being picked was purely for some made up arbitrary reason and I you know, he's not far away he's in France I would, I would do it just to spite them I, I really would. He must feel aggrieved. You oh, yeah, but you he feels, yes. feel really aggrieved. He's done everything right. He's yeah. got better. He's played well. He's won things. You know, yeah. He's a team leader, as he says, he's
1: a much better player now than he was when he yeah, won so his England caps.
2: What, so what, what, are Armitage's options? Stay somewhere not stay somewhere in England, hope to be a be a better player, or go over to Toulon and train with the best players in in the world.
0: Yeah, and, and on that and on that one, if you look at Stefan Armitage, went from a player who you kind of thought could could be a a squad player for England maybe to someone who you go he's the best back row player we have yeah Um, and he can cover everywhere as a result of playing in France then arguably and you don't want everyone to go lock stock as has happened in (laughs) Wales but is it arguably a good learning curve for a lot for a lot of um, young English players to go and experience it because that's when we played New Zealand you brought it up earlier in the podcast Phil when we played New Zealand in that second test it was like when we get shut down we don't have a plan B really
2: no no and he would be hell of a plan B. It'd be a good, a fairly good plan A. Right, yeah. So, yeah. But just going back to the Matthew thing, um, you heard about who the potential replacement might might be, yeah? Yes.
1: Matthew, being six six and eighteen and a bit stone, is a potential second row option. So they're looking at bringing in Brad Thorne. So he parted parted ways with the Highlanders, I think it is, in New Zealand last oh, week. I'd
0: love to see him in the Premiership,
1: wouldn't you? Just, but he's been out for the last six months with a knee injury. He will be back. He will be
2: 40 before the end of the year. Oh. I predict Brad Thorne will come back. He'll win a a Viva title. He'll win the Football Premiership and probably a, <laughs> a, a Champions League and then call it a day. That's that's oh, my Oh, get
0: this. My phone is ringing with your missus.
2: Ooh. J,
0: this is JB's missus.
2: Oh no. Just just don't. Hello.
0: Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, thanks. No. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm locked out I've driven back from Wales now I've got a key oh. uh, I have to put up with this all the time, you know <laughs> All the time <laughs> How long are you going to be? Um, How long? about? Uh, well, no, no, no Let's not say Because it's going to ruin it for the listeners <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you, can call, you can call Kate And go and knock on for a brew She's on her own Yeah, I might
2: do that Okay, alright then Cheers R- all Riveting right. podcast yeah. material <laughs>
0: Awesome I thought my, I thought mine and your missus' affair, affair was going to be rumbled then for a second, but um,
2: unfortunately
0: <laughs> not No um, What were we saying? Where were we? We were we so rude? Oh Brad Thorpe. Yes we were ah. saying does
2: any player look more like a gargoyle than Maffy <laughs> <laughs> And we all agreed that there, there isn't any. there isn't anyone
0: um, Possibly Mako Vinopolo
1: Mako Yes <laughs> With his rubber face
0: yeah.
1: vulcanized rubber
0: face Oh the, the guy's a special special type of and even if See, going to Leicester, how many games did Steve Maffey play last year? You probably only need Brad Thorne to play 20 minutes. Finals and stuff? 20, well, 20 minutes, 20 times, yeah. and he's done his job.
1: Yeah, because you look at their other second row options. and There's a lot of them. Well, yeah, they've got uh, well four potential in- England internationals. They've got Deacon, who's a former international, then yeah. Slater and Parlin, who are current internationals, and then Kitchener is potentially a future international. So do they really need him? Hmm. you'd you'd add a lot of uh, experience and stuff behind the scenes. Just
0: having that guy around the place.
2: Well, there's one other potential transfer which I would like to see happen. I'd love to see Warburton come to an English club
0: what the hell is going on with Sam <laughs> I know. Can you explain it as a Welshman exactly what's going on? He's the only centrally contracted player, or is it him and, him and Adam Jones? No, it's just Sam. No,
2: right. no, just, Adam just... Jones is, is training with Neath at the moment. Yeah, Adam Jones is not
1: centrally it's... contracted. Oh, my word. But um, can't agree a deal with Ospreys or anyone else at the moment, it would
2: appear. No, so he's not got a club.
0: Uh, and what's the reason that Cardiff and Ospreys can't agree? Is, is that they're they not happy well, with the amount of...
2: here's the thing, right? So they've got a like, collective bargaining agreement type thing. And apparently, the bargaining agreement with the WRU states they can't have any centrally contracted players or any players contracted it elsewhere. So, I mean, really, what they could do is say, "Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have him," but they're saying we can't. It's 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 out of our hands. So, so just, are
0: they just like biting off their nose? To exactly,
2: they're just being obtuse. What's the phrase? Biting Bite off your cutting, face cutting off your nose, <laughs> cutting off your nose to spite your face. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that's the one. So, oh, and I heard a little fact the other day. Oh, I'm getting I ready. I'm, ready on, no, no, I'm they, ready on the fact don't button. I'm ready on the fact button. I am ready on the button do not think he deserves a knowledge bomb, but still. Oh. All the Welsh guys that, are, that have, have moved abroad. Jamie Roberts plays for Racing Metro. What is one thing Jamie Roberts can do which nobody else in Racing Metro can do?
0: Fill a bathtub with his chin.
2: Ooh, <laughs> close. Um. <laughs> He's the only member of Racing Metro who, along with his chin, is allowed to reside in Paris. Everyone else has to live outside of Paris. Now
0: Wow. You, that, does, fact. that does deserve a knowledge bomb fact. You told me this the other
1: day, but we're still struggling to understand exactly why.
2: Yeah. One of the reasons might be you you're always going to know where Mike Phillips is. If well <laughs> where, Where's Mike <laughs> he's, he's in Paris. He's saying he's taking Jamies, again. Saying it, at Jamies. <laughs> um That would be one that would be one reason. Um The other reason is uh, I'm not sure how true this is, but they are worried about them spending too much time in the bright lights.
1: Yeah, I I've can been to understand. Paris, it's
2: like a museum. It's not. It's
1: well, look at um, Francois Arstein, who was there for a, a couple of seasons a few years <laughs> yeah, ago yeah. and put on like twenty odd kilograms <laughs>
2: <laughs> because he spent a yeah, he
1: spent every day eating croissants and drinking. Oh, I latte thought it was
0: going to be the the opposite point of view where maybe they wanted them to stay in the community around the ground or something. Like... In Saint Denis, they get mugged. Yeah, It's awful. Well. <laughs> But that, that seems a little bit un, non-rugby-like, to be honest. Not to trust you, these adult athletes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
1: But then when know. you've got Mike Phillips. You there. Got my, yeah, you've got Mike yeah. Phillips. You've got to keep it on a pretty short Just leash. Just a couple hours <laughs>
0: later. <laughs> All right, so, so, so signings. Who are you most excited about? I, I'm, I'm going to throw one in as an under-the-radar signing. Here's one that I think could be the one we're talking about in a few months' time. Is what a great signing that was. Mm-hmm. Scott Steele. Scrum half, signed from the Leicester Academy to London Irish. He's been starting at Scrum half in pre-season. Played really, really well in London Irish's win. They beat Montpellier oh, in uh. Montpellier. I mean, Montpellier kept a lot of the powder dry on some of their good yeah. players, to be fair. Well,
2: yeah, because Montpellier played last night. Against Racing And it was awful.
0: But 20-year-old Scott Steele from the Leicester Tigers Academy started, looked really good, scored a try. Um, And you think about London Irish, I would say signings last year, they were the most effective cost getting value out of players. When you look at Alex Livington was a winger from Nottingham and the Leicester Academy and he, play, he started a load of matches. Matt Parr played every premiership game, and he was signed from Nottingham. Nick Rouse played 19 premiership games. He was signed from Nottingham.
1: And f- was player's player of the season.
0: Yeah, Fergus Mulcronin, Eamon a- Sheridan, both played a load of games and very effectively in the centre, and they were signed from Rotherham. Yeah. So they're obviously not just good at identifying players and bringing players to their own academy. They're good at identifying players in other people's academies because Leicester have let someone go, albeit maybe they don't need scrum halves, but um, there you go, my under-the-radar one nice. to watch.
2: I like that. I know what the most exciting bit of business is. Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: is going to happen with that young man? I can't wait.
1: I keep on seeing highlights from the NRL where uh, him and
2: Greg Inglis are just oh, tearing yeah. it up. Greg Inglis, wow. Everyone uh, in Australia is whinging about how bad it is that the NRL is losing one of their biggest stars. But has there ever been a time in NRL history when more people are looking up highlights of NRL than waiting for Sam Burgess to come over?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm very, very interested to see how we mentioned him on the podcast before. He's called Aniseko Sio, who is twenty one year old Samoan loosehead prop who Leicester have signed. Oh wow. So he'll be potentially following in the Money Polar route. Mm. Um he's has
2: Castro got, got any sisters left? <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, he's my under the radar signing. It'll be interesting to see if he gets yeah, in the game nice. time. Certainly, at the start of the season, when Ayers is injured, and uh, right. Ayers is not away. injured, he's away with Argentina. Yeah. Dan Cole's injured.
0: I think it's hard to look past in terms of what a team needed versus what they managed to fill that gap with. I can't see a better signing. Anywhere than Jonafoa.
2: Yes. Yes, that's a great. Oh no, and, John Afoa and Richard Hiddard, Rich, Hiddard. And Hibbard. Hibbard as, as a pair. As a, as a pair. Yeah. Brit- oh, that's a major, major upgrade.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. That, you, that could make all the difference to Gloucester.
2: We said it before. I
1: still think they need a tough second row, but yeah. that will make a huge difference. Tom Palmer.
0: Oh no. Oh no, Tom. <laughs> you could argue. Uh, that's what I've written down. Best bit of business. Gloucester, Jonathan Fowett. Possibly worst bit of business, Gloucester, Tom Palmer, because I think <laughs> I think they could have done better at second row. I also th- I also account.
1: think Gloucester's upgrading Freddie Burns to James Hook mm. is a great bit of business.
2: Yes, And Gloucester could have had, and maybe they might still do a loan deal, Ian Evans. Well, they could also have Sam Warburton. Yes. If, if the WIU... But look, Ian don't. Evans is going to play Championship Rugby next year. Yeah. Can you imagine what Ian Evans is going to do to Championship Pacts?
1: Yeah. I do like Sale bringing in Luke McLean. Mm. That's nice. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think the other thing with premiership clubs as well is because they don't have the French budgets, but they do have big budgets, but just not the French ones. Their signings are a lot more astute. So you, you don't see the big names, but actually after a year or two, you realise, hang on, the, this guy's pretty good. Like, for instance, the Argentine flanker that played last night, a uh, young kid, what's his uh, name?
1: Mat- Matera. Yes.
2: Yeah. So guys who don't immediately make an impact, but you realise, hang on, they these guys are seriously, seriously good. Yeah.
0: Right, so uh, what we've got for you now on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and please uh, continue to get in touch with us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. And do you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. We do have a website, which is laying Dormant. And we do, uh, yeah. Really Dormant. No one's re- touched it first. Pretty re- Dormant, yeah. Pretty Dormant, mainly because... More Dormant than,
2: than uh, Worcester's Trophy Cabinet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mainly because we all have uh, jobs that we do full-time.
2: We do love rugby. If but, you don't have a job, however...
0: <laughs> or... You,
2: well we have time Well, we do the podcast no, no 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 but if you don't have a job would you mind doing our website is what we're saying well,
0: well no what, what we're actually saying is if you are passionate about rugby you kind of get where we're coming from with our approach to talking about rugby where you know we don't want to just do what the BBC and and, and BT Sport and Sky Sports and stuff which they do excellently we don't want to do that we want to offer a different voice in the world of rugby but we need writers people and, and, it, and that doesn't mean you have to be a, a, a writer that means you could just be passionate about rugby and think you know what I reckon I could uh, I could write about rugby. We have got eggchasers.com, mm-hmm. which we want to resurrect because the fact is, with our full time jobs, and in my case, I've got a family, and JB's just got chickens. I've got Barry, chickens. JB's got chickens. I've got a dog,
1: and I spend a lot of time on Virgin trains. And you've got to paint your girlfriend's house and down the gym when I get. It's yeah. pretty hard do. to fit Humble it all bride. in. So yeah. so
0: so we we are recruiting people to our eggchasers team to provide content for our website, and there'll be various ways we can we can repay you you saw that box of Canterbury stuff we got well, sent well yes exactly we can
2: give you things we don't want like <laughs> so that the Canterbury stuff doesn't fit us or you know, we're getting some free biltong I think as well so you know maybe we could give you some biltong
0: you could join our Egg Chasers team so get in touch uh, on Twitter at Rugby Podcast and we will get that going
2: oh can I just make another Egg Chasers announcement Go on. our Egg Chasers Chicago trip is definitely definitely happening awesome Right, so Enough, which... not with
0: me, but which I'm devastated about. But I'm happy for you guys.
2: Oh, thanks, Tim. Um, <laughs> we are flying in on the 30th. We'll be leaving on the Sunday. Uh, we're already meeting up with uh, one of our listeners for a drink. But if you know Chicago and you know, want to uh, show us around, please let us know.
0: Awesome. Yes, it's definitely. happening. It's flights are flights
2: booked. are booked. Yeah, confirmed.
0: Right. Well, there we go. A couple of little um, projects for you to, to keep... Some,
2: Someone's going to message us, you know, and we're going to end up in someone's basement for the next 10 years. <laughs> That's what's going to happen.
0: Right. Next on the podcast, uh, speaking of uh, basements. Pe- people
2: keeping people hostage
0: in basements, we've got a top 10 criminal rugby players.
1: So when, when, Sorry, Tim. When you say criminal rugby players...
0: Well, we've done that before, haven't we? Where we've had people <laughs> that have had actual misdemeanours. I remember I had to veto and edit a load of JB talking about someone who... Vino of Slavery! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listened to a previous podcast for that one. No, but we were just... A bit of wordplay. We were just looking at rugby players' names and naughty things that people could do and potentially be arrested for or all the rest of it. And here is our top ten that we have come up with. In at number ten, I've mentioned him already on the on the podcast... The light-fingered, new London Irish scrum half, Scott Steele. <laughs> oh, nothing. In our Criminal 15.
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, can we have a bit more accent? Oh, a bit more accent? A bit oh, more. Okay, okay
0: yeah. yeah, sorry. In at number 10. <laughs> the light-fingered, new signing for London Irish and petty thief, Scott Steele. <laughs> at number nine, it's Northampton Saints fullback and wild game poacher, Ian Hunter. In at number eight. It's, well, it's one of Phil's suggestions. He loves it. He mentions him almost every podcast. Cameron Blades. Oh, Ooh. damn it. Nice. Uh, number seven. You have got Northampton Saints again with Maneater Keith Savage. <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a 70s play. trust JB to go back in time. This is one of my favourites. It's made it to number six. Uh, he is, a, again, a thief, but a very particular thief. Nick Wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That was Phil's brilliant suggestion. I like that. At number five, I'm going to hand over to JB again to explain this one again. Norman Stalker. <laughs>
2: uh, Newport, uh, Shropshire Newport coach. Shropshire? <laughs> you... <laughs> well, I just out, Stork- <laughs> I, I was thinking of Christian Stoiker. Uh, I, I typed it in wrong. It came with Stalker. Anyway, Stalker Rugby. Comes up with uh, him.
0: <laughs> so,
2: Norman Stalker. Is he a bona
0: fide rugby name?
2: Yeah, yeah, bona fide r- rugby
0: name. I'm trusting you yeah, on that one. Ludlow, i rub- of Lud- appointed former Newport Ludlow!
2: Bosch. Hey, yeah. it's a club, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Norman Stalker. You wrote Newport Gwent Dragons No, Cokes I Newport in Shropshire. He's uh, moved. Right, okay. All right, uh, into the top four we go. And it's to Otley, back in the day, a player that Phil played against. Mafia, mafia. <laughs> well, how do you say it? Is it mafia? Mafia, mafia, mafia. Yeah, He's <laughs> a num- big number eight. <laughs> Good player. Uh,
1: I think he was a bit past his best when I played against him, but yeah, I think he, P- I think people do. Was. People do as he say. Yeah, oh,
2: I
0: love it. I bet they do. We're into the top three now, ladies and gentlemen, with our criminal rugby top ten most wanted. And number three, back to JB for an explanation on Roger Raper.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine, Lawrence, properly against this guy. Plays with Bradford and Bingley.
0: (laughs) He's a a genuine name. He's playing now. Yep, Roger Raper. Roger Raper. If you're a loose loose head prop, you wouldn't look forward to playing Roger Raper, (laughs) would you? (laughs) Uh, At number two in our criminal most wanted top ten, the most selected player in our Egg Chaser podcast 15 history, Andrew Hoare. Yeah. Oh, obviously. <laughs> and in at number one, he's formerly of Gloucester. This works on two levels, both first name Rob, second name Fiddler. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excellent. And
0: that is the Egg Chasers was podcast.
2: How's Robbing a musical instrument got ahead of Roger Raper? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Our criminal Most Wanted Top Ten. Right. No, George Shooter. Oh, that was good. Oh, yeah. That, was good. that is good.
2: Oh, that was Never good. Sorry.
0: Sorry, I should have made the 10. Never mind. Anyway, we've got another one to suggest that we've missed. Uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Now, let's go fan-free agency, boys. Yeah, it's, get, it's getting close to the time when Phil's going to have to pick a team. Uh, this basically happened. Phil is, for the first time, not playing first team Sedgley Park. It's, it happens in every man's life, doesn't it, when you choose career or family or age over rugby playing in Phil's case it's body a, parts. It's a career and, and he's running and out running out of body parts which work.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: So uh Phil is wants to sample what it's like to follow a team. He's never followed the team because he's only ever played for Sedgley Park and played to a high enough level that he's never felt the need to go and follow another team. So he's a he's a lone ranger. He's he's wants to know what it's like to have a club and pull on a shirt and go on match days and follow a team so it could be your team that's the point this is where you come in but you're running out of time you need to get in touch with us if you think your club has something to offer to fill a potential new fan we take the suggestions and people's pitches and we put them to Phil and he decides you know in X Factor fashion you know how they put it through to boot camp whether it goes through to boot room currently in boot room we have got Phil
1: uh, we have Ulster were first in um, followed by Bath Leicester Old Sullyans RFC, who did a very good pitch. Harlequins and
0: London Irish made it in last week. If you want to make the shortlist, time is running out. Phil's going to have to make his decision before the start of the season. And who is it today,
2: JB? Uh, A gentleman called Piers, Northampton Saints fan. And he writes, why the Saints? Good question. Glory. You stated you want to be a bit of a glory hunter, so why not follow the best at the moment, the premiership champions and the and the winner of the second-tier European trophy?
0: Hmm. Glory.
2: Does that appeal to you?
0: It certainly does, Tim.
2: <laughs> okay. uh, and also, uh, they're also sponsor- sponsored by churches. That definitely appeals. That's, appe- that's
1: cool. one of the things that appeals to me most. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Cedric Park Connection. Oh, he's done oh, his research. He's this, done his research. This isn't a, this isn't a good thing to this be saying. This definitely
1: isn't. I hate when this stat
2: gets brought up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> on our do w- you know what's coming, Phil? I do. Yeah. On our wiki page, Cedric Parker mentioned three times, this is far more than any other premiership club. Don't check why. It might give you an awful flashback. <laughs> kind of a brag. we
0: are going to have to face this horrible flashback, Phil. The reason why Cedric Parker appear on Northampton Saints' Wikipedia page is...
1: Because it is their highest recorded league victory. Were you, uh, were you involved in that match? Uh, I was in the squad, as in the um, like wider squad, but I wasn't in the match squad uh, at that day, thank goodness. 2007, maybe, and it was 97 points to three it finished.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: I'm glad I wasn't involved in that actual game.
2: He's written this, and he started this kind of paragraph in the following way. A traditional family-friendly rugby club. These are the words I never, ever want to hear. <laughs> A traditional family. I don't want to be there with a load of families.
0: Well, what if, what if you just take away the family friendly, which it is, by Ru- the way, but you just said a traditional rugby club. There we go. A traditional rugby club. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's one of the biggest things Northampton Saints has going for it yes. over and above many, many other clubs. Well, let's just take the fact when Northampton Saints won the premiership, didn't they all, they all took the trophy, went back to the clubhouse, celebrated yes. That with was fans. cool.
2: Yeah, very much so. That is Love, that. that is really good, isn't it? It's a pleasure to watch rugby at Franklin's Gardens. Fans are knowledgeable, friendly, and on special occasions, very loud. Well, it should be loud on all occasions. <laughs> uh, lots of decent nosh and beer. Sorry, my phone's turned off. <laughs> oh, I've got, it. I've, I've got it here, JB. Do you want to just read yeah, it can, can you read it on there? Because I can't read it on this screen. You can go for it. All right.
0: There's also decent nosh and beer. Uh, we also have traditional rivalries with the cheetahs up the road. Who? T- oh. Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> And Wayne Barnes. Let the players play. Uh, I could write about all the other different traditions at Northampton Saints, but instead we'll focus on just one special tradition, particularly pertinent at the moment, the Edgar Mobs match. Edgar Mobbs was a captain of the Saints in England, and when the First World War broke out, he tried to join up, but was turned down for being too old. Rather than give up, he raised his own sportsman's company of 250 sportsmen, also known as Mob's Own, for oh the God. Northamptonshire Regiment. This is going to end badly, isn't it? He rose, <laughs> he rose to, to command... His battalion with the rank of lieutenant colonel. He died storming a machine gun post and Ugh. was honoured with the distinguished service order. Every year, a match is played against the army in his honour. The spirit of respect, belief and endeavour runs through the club.
2: And we don't have to go to war, do we, if Phil <laughs> joins yeah. Northampton. He can't
0: conscientiously object if he chooses Northampton. Uh, on a lighter note, we also have a traditional old school announcer at the club who most refer to, <laughs> as, who most refer to as Uncle Jeff. <laughs> I have to say he did. He came up with a corking one-liner and I forget what it was it was when we were waiting ages for a TMO decision waiting forever for a TMO decision Northampton Saints fans it was a televised game what was the one-liner that your announcer did that you could hear on the telly and it got a massive laugh from the crowd it was really funny um, anyway what about the, pl- uh, the team style of play we can be fluent and expansive with the back line on a firm pitch and rumble on with a superb pack in the depths of winter what about the players? Who wouldn't want to watch players like Wood, Foden, Hartley, Manoa, Dixon, the PC brothers, Burrell, Foto Ali, Myler, Dalson, Corbisiero, Laws and the Welsh lad, who whenever he gets <laughs> who whenever he gets the ball raises the excitement level <laughs> everywhere. To round off, he points out a lot of the young talent they've got coming through, Hayward, Elliot, Collins and the Waller brothers. The Academy is flourishing and he also points out they've got great new first team stash. They have got good, good.
1: Yeah, stash. I like the new stash. A
0: compelling case by Pearce for Northampton Saints. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Pretty much all positive.
0: What is there any negatives to Northampton Saints, Phil?
1: Uh, positives. I like the way they play shoes.
2: Shoes. Phil's actually like on the church's website right now.
1: I know. I'm just uh, I could I could really do with a nice pair of, uh, Oxford uh half brogues for work black Oxford half brogues so there's a lovely pair there
2: Uh, are you not suggesting that that would sway your decision
1: well it would help me make a more informed decision if I were (laughs) perhaps to have oh this is a pair of churches and more black car in turning, size 8 you're turning
0: guess, a serious decision into a into a sham <laughs> I guess right it now it would, wouldn't it it would help me give a much
1: more informed decision because these are churches are of course the official shoes of the Northampton Saints players they, they indeed are. so <laughs> yeah
2: great sponsor
1: um so yeah i everything's positive I, I when i do this i write down positives and negatives uh, <laughs> and i've only i've only managed to write down positives jim,
0: jim malland is the sort of director of rugby you must love as a fan. If you were a Northampton Saints fan, it must be so reassuring. It's like it feels like everything's going to be all right with Jim Mallinder in charge, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. You
0: know okay, we might not win this year, but everything's going to be all right. We'll, we'll win next fine. year. Yeah, we'll safe win pa-
1: yeah, safe pair of hands.
0: We've just lost that really good player. It's all right. Jim's in charge. We're going to have a couple of youngsters coming through. Yeah,
1: so, right. I do like that. That they brought in people like Waller and Haywood and and those but, younger how, guys.
2: How about the way they embarrassed you? They came up They came up to to your patch and embarrassed you. And then they invite the that. Ninety
0: seven three, the most <laughs> the most embarrassing result in Sedgley Park's history.
1: That is awful. Very embarrassing. And I've just thought of another terrible, terrible thing about Northampton Saints. Stephen Myler? No. Callum Clark. Oh, oh he broke some rules, didn't he? He broke he was a naughty, naughty boy. He Good. broke some rules and broke, I think, was it Rob Hawkins' elbow? I think with, it was. an off-the-ball armbar. Yeah,
2: incredible t- technique. I don't
0: though. know where Phil's going with this one.
1: <laughs> but it's virtually all positive, and
0: they're definitely through to boot room. Wow. Well done, Northampton Saints. You join Leicester Tigers, you join Ulster, you join Bath, you join Old Sullyans, you join Harle- Lo- London, London Irish and Harlequins in boot room. It, how are you going to pick, Phil? Is it next week or the week after? They have to make a decision. I think we
2: give them one more week, one more week for any Newcastle fan to send something in, <laughs> um, and for anyone else to put their case forward. And that's it. You are This
0: is the last week. So yeah, next weekend uh, and today we're recording this on the 17th of August, 24th of August deadline. Yeah. No more new and 31st of August. Decision your, time. Decision time.
1: And I will. Well, will I have the shirt by then? I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can unzip my lovely Canterbury even if hoodie. You have an,
0: if you, even if you have a name written in this Sharpie pen or, <laughs> across my or, chest. On a, on a plain white T-shirt or on your chest, just so we can have a reveal. Yeah, definitely. There you go. Your ranks could be swelled by one in your <laughs> crowd. You can have Phil added to your team, but it's also a shortcut to getting us on the podcast talking about your team loads more. So the exactly. Fan Free Agency, open for one more week at Rugby Podcast. You can contact us on Twitter. Uh, now Phil's just been obviously the central member there and you're going to be the central member of this Phil because we've watched all the Sevens rugby that's been going on and we noticed the way they split the Aviva Premiership sides up into regional teams for the Sevens events. JP Morgan's Sevens was it?
2: That's the one. Uh, oh it used to be JP Morgan. Well, yeah. Last, whatever it was. Last
1: year's was split up into regions. This year's was slightly different but last year was certainly uh, ban- three ban- three Bankers
2: love rugby don't they?
1: the bankers do love so rugby so
2: you've got Investec you've got JP Morgan you is it RBS Six Nations yeah, yeah. Were they
0: and they sponsor Scotland as well? Adams & Co used HSB, to sponsor. HSBC Lions HSBC Series HSBC yeah.
2: yeah bankers love rugby they love rugby don't yeah. they the official bankers.
1: sport of banking New yes. Zealand New Zealand banks sponsor all the
2: super, New Zealand super rugby teams well not a million miles away is I, uh, I a, AIG AIG thank you
0: Well, anyway, we thought rather than just picking a Premiership 15, we would make it a little bit more interesting and get into some more interesting discussions, hopefully, by carving up the Premiership into three divisions, if you like, of four teams geographically done. So Phil's going to kick us off today with Newcastle, Sale, Leicester and Northampton and create a combined 15 from those four teams. Then next week, JB will do Gloucester, Bath, Exeter and London Welsh as Mm -hmm. kind of a southwest, loosely speaking, contingent. And then I'll do the following week: Saracens, London Irish, Harlequins, and Wasps.
1: Perfect. So go for it, Phil. So front row, I've gone for Moneypoole at Loosehead, mm-hmm. Hartley at Hooker, and Ma Afu as my tight head. Nice. Saints
0: Dan Cole would be a clearer mission there. Yes. At tight head. Is is tough? I think. I know he's injured currently.
1: He is injured currently. I think uh, Ma Afu. While Dan Cole is, is pretty good defensively and he's certainly work over the ball in the rooks is very good. I think Ma Afu, Ma Afu offers slightly more around the park and he's an adept a scrimmager as enough. Dan Cole's.
0: The other thing is, it's and, interesting how me or, neither me or JB picked you up on not having Tom Youngs as the hooker. Does I was that, thinking that, does that mean, I think I've been
2: with Dylan Hartley as well.
0: Does that mean Tom Youngs pretty much is number two for England? At least number two, because Rob Weber didn't do his... Chances any hard, no, did he, in the, in the no, summer? No,
1: I think, yeah, I think the current pecking order is Hartley 1, Young's 2. Um, and yeah, with Rob Webber obviously pushing both of those.
0: Well, and I'll, and I'll say, based on the little that I saw of him last season, I'm going to put my wild card for the World Cup squad, David Pace, I think. Oh, wow. London Irish. Phenomenal, he just keeps getting injured. I, I didn't see a Hooker play better than he did in wow. the games that he actually did play, but yeah. he hardly ever played, anyway.
1: Onto the second row, and yep. this this was the most difficult Ooh, position do do? to pick. Um, so you could, for example, have Michael Patterson, the New Zealand born but uh, England second row. You could have Jeff Parlin or Ed Slater or Kitchener, or even Lewis Deacon. But I've gone for two Northampton players. In, what in Courtney Laws and Samu Manoa? Mm, okay, yes,
2: talk... oh yeah. Oh, uh, what Slater? I do oh, like... That's weird. Slater doesn't even make the England team. is yeah, England. Parling uh, does. Sorry. Parling makes the Lions team. Yeah, yeah,
1: Parling was. Yeah, actually, scrap that. I'm having. I'm having Parling. with laws. Yeah,
2: that's that's probably Parling I mean. with laws. Three at six.
1: Uh, oh,
2: this is getting. No. Oh, this
0: is so hard now. Because how do you do your back row?
1: Well, my back row, I've chosen. I've tried to balance it up. So I've got Tom Wood, traditional six. Yeah. I've got Dan Breed as a. He's the. It's... He's very seven-ish. He's the closest to a scavenging like Michael Hooper type of seven because mm-hmm. um, I don't think any of the other clubs really like Julian Salvi um, of Leicester is close but not as yeah. good as Braid uh, I don't think.
0: And Jordan Crane at eight. Let's move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've gone for Sam Dickinson.
0: Oh no. Oh, Manoa?
1: No. I'm leaving Manoa out.
2: Wow. Because, what
1: a psychopath. Because he's a utility. I don't think he's as good at an eight as Dickinson. No. Wow. You're wrong. I think he can do all those positions well. You can
0: tell him that when you go and see USA play <laughs> New Zealand. Really? Well, wow, that's a big call, Phil.
1: Yeah. I, I I think for the big games he gets put in the second row, and I don't think he's as good as an all round second row. I think he's more destructive than someone like Parlin.
0: For England, Courtney Laws is now kind of taking on more responsibility at line out time, isn't yeah. he? But there's no better line out technician than Jeff Parlin. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough calls.
1: And Parlin is a lot more athletic than he looks.
2: I think Launchbury's the
1: one that doesn't look that athletic. Yeah, Launchbury looks less athletic, but again. But
2: he really
1: is. Yeah. So yeah, Tom Wood, Dan Braid, and Sam Dickinson because I think he he's the most traditional number eight mm. of, of all those uh, all mm. those clubs. Then two international half backs. on. Nice and easy. Kan at nine. Easy, yeah. Just picking Pippin Ben Young's. And Phil Godman at number ten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, sorry. Did I say full cut? I meant I meant Danny Cipriani. Nice. Uh, ahead of ahead of Myler and ahead of Owen Williams. That's a
0: pretty explosive halfback combo, that isn't it?
1: Yeah, nice nice, nice halfback combo. Uh, centers, I've gone for what is probably going to be the England centre partnership in the next round of uh, autumn internationals, which is Luther Brell and Manu Tuilagi.
0: Yes. Oh, big Luther and big Manu. Uh,
1: and my wings. I would argue that this is the best wing combination you could have in the Premiership. You can I didn't argue I, anything. I think that, yeah, last last season, there's no other two people you could put together who played better. Miles Benjamin, uh, and it is George North and Nicky Gonover.
2: I know Nicky Gunnever has oh. got the has got the is it season try scoring record? Uh, top try
1: scorer, sorry. Maybe top try scorer. I think he also got one of the Player of the Season awards. So
2: pretty good. I still Mark,
0: wow, that backline, even if we haven't picked the full-back, that backline is frightening. I
2: still think Miles Benjamin is better. What? He's, and, he, oh, he's so good. But Wait he's not to play.
1: He's not demonstrated because he's been so injury-prone for the last few years.
2: He's been three games last season and he was awesome. Goneva so, was,
1: yeah. was unbelievable last season. Yeah, he, he was, he was very good. incredible. Very
0: good. Consistently.
1: Uh, and then Ben Foden at 15, just pipping Matthew Tate and Luke McLean, who I mentioned earlier. In, in that,
0: ba- I, I'd say the backline is... is did you guys get He's a better, than the, better than the forwards, but that's wow. a pretty impressive team.
1: The, the forwards are, I think, besides Sam Dickinson, are all internationals, aren't they? Uh, did, did Dan Brady ever get Yeah, cap? he got a couple
0: yeah. of caps. He would have got many more if it hadn't been for Richard Rich McCourt. yeah.
2: Tell Marty that.
0: I thought, I was thinking my South East team was going to be pretty good, but that's that back, that back
2: mm, I, line. South West team is going to be the one.
1: Uh, hmm, with you in charge.
2: We we all know who's going to be captain of the, of, of the South West team.
1: Big Dave. You is.
2: Vice captain Gavin Henson Big garb <laughs> <laughs> Big magic garb
0: pick, pick a director of rugby
2: Gavin Henson Of the oh, sorry. fourth <laughs> Gavin Henson's director of rugby
0: Would you go, would you go Steve, D- Steve Diamond? Uh, I'd would you probably Dean Richards uh,
2: <laughs> I'd probably go Malinder You'd probably go for the best director of rugby in the country It's, it's big of you
1: Yes, I probably would go for um, Potential future England uh, Coach Coach, yeah Wow
0: <laughs> Him, Rob Baxter. As, as I'd, I'd like to look at them as a little team yeah, for yeah. England in the future. Mm. Yeah,
1: nice. and uh, Green Roundtree has come. Scrum coach. A scum coach. Scum coach. <laughs>
0: Co- <laughs> Looking after Cipriani.
2: Coaching Dylan Hartley and Cipriani. <laughs> 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 Come on, boys, let's go.
0: <laughs> We're not getting better than that. I'm calling the podcast right there. It's not getting better than that. Uh, brilliant stuff. Oh, well, that's good. We'll, well JB will be picking his southwest team. I'll be picking my southeast team and then we'll we'll match them up. But let's just run through that again, Phil. You picked you went Mullapola, Hartley, Maafu... Laws and Parling with the controversial omission of Manoa, Wood, Braid, Dickinson, Fotuili, Cipriani, Tuilagi, and Burrell, with Gonover and North on the wings and Foden at fifteen. Yes. Nice. So, how many representatives from various clubs? Two uh, from Sale Sharks was two, that?
1: Yeah, two from Sale in Braid and Cipriani. One, two, three, four from Leicester, which
2: means there are not nine from Northampton. Makes sense. That's why they're the champions. Um, yeah. Yeah, which
0: Northampton which um Newcastle player might be co- might get closest to
2: being selected? Sonotti Sonotti?
1: Yeah, Sonotti Sonotti is a very good player. Alex uh, Tuolagi. Alex Tuolagi not if, he, seen... if he comes in.
2: Alex. Uh oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Now on. The good one. It's Alex.
1: Andy's the bad one, right? yes Andy is the bad one. Um yeah, the good one of the two. Well, there's three Tuolagis at Newcastle now. Huh? Cuz Brian Tuolagi. Who?
0: you is, made
1: that up. Who is Freddie Tuilagi's 19-year-old back row son? Is that is that No, really? Yeah. What? Yes. He played in the seven. So he's couple...
0: he's Manu Tuilagi's nephew. Uh yes, and he's two years younger, or th- three, four years younger than him. How is Freddie then? And is Brian the Christian name or is that is that like an abbreviate like Andy is Anna, like, Anna Anatelea? Yeah, what's his
2: name? Bri- Brian Angie or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Brian Angi Tuilanghi. You just you heard it here. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm guessing if Leicester, if he's 19, he's 6'3 and 17 stone back row, if Leicester re- released him to Newcastle, he's not going to be as good as uh,
2: some of the other ones. As Henry, the butcher. Yes, exactly. Well, he needs to do something about that haircut. Let's have a look. Let's be honest about that. Let's have a look at Brown Angie.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> looks, like, looks like the muffler on this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh,
2: Jay's hair before we shaved it, shaved <laughs> it all out. Exactly. Thank God it's gone. <laughs>
0: It must be so hard being him growing up,
2: going to the family business. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but if you think about it. He's um. It must be like because look, I've got a website here, and it's all the younger two Oh my god! Oh really? They're, They're got... taking over, aren't they? So Brian Alargi at this point on this particular website, he was at Hinkley Rugby Club, age sixteen, position 10-12. Oh wow! So um. So... Then it was there's a fourteen year old. So there's someone two years younger who's a prop hooker called Freddie. Junior. junior
1: right okay Freddie J
0: then there is an 11 year old winger called Safia I mean so he's now 13 if yeah. Brian Toulang is how old 19 Nineteen. No. so so Freddie is currently 17 Freddie junior Safia is now 14 a winger and then you've got 13 year old oh no then you've got yeah then you've got 13 year old Henry junior oh who's a winger oh, wow. who's at Perpignan
1: oh because Henry was at Henry finished at Perpignan it, didn't he
0: he says it there Henry, Junior, Perpignan. The good
2: news is we've got many more years of watching two Alangis destroy people. Wow. Yeah. It's not going to end anytime soon.
0: That's frightening. We will end the podcast for today. Nice one, JB. Nice one, Phil. Thank you, Tim. And, Cheers, Tim. And uh, we've got three weeks, on counting. Get in touch with us if you want to write for the podcast in our website,
2: eggchasers.com. Or if you want to booze in Chicago. Yes.
0: yes. If you're going to be in Chicago, either at the game or at a department store, then... Um... <laughs> Old department store, then get in touch with us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We'll see you there. Right next. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.